back into Bet MGM tonight. It's Ryan Orbach, Kate Constable tonight, holding it down. Trista and Nick with the week off. They'll be back next week with you guys. Right now, Major League Baseball, some scores to report on. We have the Miami Marlins leading 4-1 to one right now over the Detroit Tigers. That game's in the bottom of the fourth. Live totals, nine. Uh, Yankees, Orioles still in a rain delay. That game should be starting here soon, though. Phillies take an early lead, 2 to nothing over the Pittsburgh Pirates with Zach Wheeler on the mound. He's through 31 pitchers, pitches. Uh, Kyle Schwarber hit a two-run shot to score Brandon Marsh. That's what put the Phillies on the board. Also hitting a solo shot tonight was Shohei Otani. He's now on pace for 61 this season to give the Angels an early one nothing lead. But uh, Matt Chapman actually just homered for the Toronto Blue Jays, so off Lucas Giolito. That game's now tied at one. Uh, the White Sox have a one nothing lead on Cleveland. Milwaukee and Atlanta are in a rain delay. That game should be starting here soon as well. And uh, the Mets and the Nationals, bottom of the second there, is scoreless. We just talked with Bill Bender. Check out the podcast, wherever you find your podcast, BetMGM Tonight. Like, subscribe, review, rate. Give him a follow on Twitter as well. Really good stuff with the sporting news. And uh, we talked Michigan football. Is Jim Harbaugh most likely going to be suspended the first four games of the season for buying or recruit a cheeseburger, which is ridiculous, especially when you consider the fact, like, it's college football now. There's NIL money coming in. Kids are getting paid. You know, you got starting quarterbacks making $4 million. You see college football players with endorsement deals. So this is nuts. And I was actually shocked that Harbaugh came back to Michigan. I thought he was going to test his feet. I thought he was going to test the NFL again, go back to the NFL uh, after losing in the college football playoff last season. Um, but he's back, and Michigan is the favorite to win the Big Ten. And for good reason. You know, you look at that team, and – they're absolutely loaded. You bring back J.J. McCarthy, who was a freshman last season. Blake Corum's back. He was a Heisman finalist. Uh, you bring back all those guys on the defensive side of the ball. But um, I don't think this is really going to affect them, to be honest with you, especially if it's the first four games of the season, losing Jim Harbaugh. That doesn't really matter to me. It's not like I'm going to bet against Michigan uh, or anything like that. And I don't think it affects uh, you know, their season-long goals either, do you? No, I don't think so at all. I mean, the teams that they have the first four weeks, East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers, do any of those teams feel like that's going to be an issue for Michigan if or if not Jim Harbaugh is on the sidelines? Like, absolutely not. You could throw anyone on the sidelines to coach those games, and I think Michigan would be just fine. Their defense is going to be unbelievable. Their offense is going to be, once again, unbelievable. Blake Corum, I mean, if he didn't tear his ACL last year, might have won the Heisman Trophy. You know, things could be total. Michigan might have had a national championship. He's that. Uh, their run blocking is going to be great. Open things up for those two, Corum and Donovan Edwards. I, I just don't think this Michigan team is going to have too many issues. The only issue I could see before the Ohio State game is Penn State because they're going to be really good this year too, and they have to go into Happy Valley and pay, play Penn State on the road where they've lost two of their last three. So I know Bill said he thinks that they could be undefeated going into Ohio State. That's the only game that would concern me if I were a Michigan fan is that Penn State game. Absolutely. Penn State's loaded this season. And, you know, Michigan is as well. 15 starters back. You know, we talked about J.J. McCarthy. I'm glad that you brought up Donovan Edwards because we talk about Blake Corum. And Blake Corum, I mean, there's a reason why we talk about him. He rushed for over 1,400 yards and averaged over five yards per carry before getting hurt. But Edwards also had a monster season, 216 rushing yards against Ohio State in the biggest game of the season, 185 against Purdue. He had 119 rushing yards against TCU. You look at the wide receiver room for Michigan, they lose their number one in Ronnie Bell, but they have other playmakers there, Cornelius Johnson, Roman Wilson, 
Uh, and then on the O-line, they have to replace some guys. But I think they're going to be a Joe Moore award contender because that's just what they do at Michigan. You look at the recruits they bring in. They hit the transfer portal. Eight starters back on offense. Seven starters back uh, on a defense that only gave up 292 yards per game and 16 points per game. You lose a couple guys like Mike Morris is gone. Mazzie Smith's gone. But uh, they also brought in some guys in the transfer portal like Josiah Stewart, who comes over from Coastal Carolina. He had double-digit sacks last season. So they get even better. Uh, you know, Ohio State, I'm not doing anything with Ohio State. They're right now the favorites actually to win the Big Ten right there with Michigan. I don't know if it's going to be a rebuild year. I just don't know how good Kyle McCord is, and I do know how good, obviously, C.J. Stroud was. Um, but their defense should be a little bit better at Ohio State. I'm glad you brought up Penn, Penn State, though. Like, that's that's the team that I have circled uh, this season with Drew Aller at quarterback, 16 starters are back. Uh, they do play Iowa out of the West this season. They play Ohio State in Columbus, but they get Michigan at home. Eight starters back on offense. I think they upgraded the quarterback position. I wasn't a big Sean Clifford guy, um, which is why my team, of course, drafted him to be the backup. But I'm with you. Like Penn, Penn State's going to be really scary uh, in the Big Ten. You know what I would do here is if I was going to play a Big Ten winner, I would look down the board, and I would look at a team in the West Division. So I played mm-hmm. Wisconsin at 8-1. to one, and I also kind of like Iowa at 11-1 to 1 because you'll get a great hedging opportunity in the Big Ten title game if they are to see an Ohio State or a Michigan or even a Penn State. And, you know, with Wisconsin, they're going to be so fun this season because you think Wisconsin, you think like Ron Dane running the football. Now it's a whole new offensive system. You bring in Tanner Mordecai, who was at SMU last year. He didn't have a good spring game. He threw four picks. But you bring back Braylon Allen at the running back position. And your toughest games this season on the road are Washington State, Illinois, and Minnesota. They're going to be favored in all three of those games. So I do like Wisconsin quite a bit. Um, But I know, you know, you talked about Iowa. You went to Iowa. What do you think about them this season? Because I don't like uh, Brian Ferentz calling the plays, obviously. They uh, only averaged 17 points per game, which was their lowest amount since the year 2000. If they average just 25 this season, he gets a raise and he gets a pay bump. Um, they played a brutal schedule of defenses last season, six opponents inside the top 12, top 12. But, uh, what do you think about Iowa this season? I mean, I think I was going to be how Iowa is every year, like sit around 500, compete for a chance to be in that big 10 championship game in Indianapolis at the end of the season. I would hope that they can score more points. I, I mean, you have a good quarterback in Cade McNamara who has experience playing in big-time games. Hopefully he can move the ball down the field a little bit better because what Iowa relies on and what they're known for is running the football and their defense. I mean, how many defensive scores did they have last year? So that's going to be the same. Their running game is going to be good. They just need a passing game, which they haven't had in the past. You mentioned Brian Ferentz and needing to have a – needing to have 20 average 25 points a game on the season. That's the stipulation in his contract. If he doesn't do that, he's fired. Basically his yeah. dad, the head coach, Kirk Ferentz, kind of like easing the burden a little bit of having to fire him. That way he could say, okay, well, you didn't live up to this versus just you're gone. But that's going to be so interesting this year because you think back to the opening game for Iowa last year against um, South Dakota state. That's what it was. And, 
that score, I don't think they had an offensive score in that game. It was the defenses yeah. that scored the whole the whole time. So if you have a start to the season like that, where you have a couple low-scoring games, all of a sudden the offense is going to have to average like 30-some points per game as you get deeper into Big Ten play in order for Brian Ferentz to keep his job as the offensive coordinator. And that's panic mode right there for him, which could totally derail the season and how he calls yeah. plays later in the year, trying to be more aggressive, things like that. So I think that's going to play into effect a little bit more than people actually realize, having that uh, piece in his contract of needing to average 25 points a game. Yeah, I mean, if you're an Iowa fan, you just have to be so excited that you never have to watch Spencer Petras play quarterback ever again. You do bring in <laughs> Cade McNamara, who lost his job to J.J. McCarthy, but started 16 games in Michigan, completed over 64% of his passes there. Nobody's done that at Iowa since 2015. So obviously they upgraded the quarterback position by bringing in McNamara uh, in the transfer portal. The only thing to monitor there, he's still not 100% from knee surgery. Um, so maybe that's something to keep an eye on. They do have nine starters back on offense. Caleb Johnson's probably going to rush for over 1,000 yards this season. He was 18th in elusiveness last year. He's really good after initial contact. And, again, yeah, you uh, avoid Ohio State. You avoid Michigan. You bring back 16 starters, but they do get Penn State and Wisconsin both on the road. I think nine wins is their floor. I do like Wisconsin. There's uh, some offshore really juiced uh, over seven and a halfs. I did go over on Iowa, but I might take a shot with them to win the Big Ten, uh, them in Wisconsin, just because I do think that there will be plenty of uh, hedging opportunities if they do see a team, again, like Michigan or Ohio State in the Big Ten title game. And it is, even with Harbaugh missing four games, it's so hard to pick anybody other than Michigan this season with everything that they bring back. And that's a team we just saw in the college football playoff. I still can't believe they lost that game to TCU. Do you think Michigan would have at least given Georgia a better game? Because, I mean, I bet the hell out of Georgia. That was a beautiful thing. That game was over in the first quarter. <laughs> but TCU did not belong on that field. Do you think maybe Michigan could have at least held their own a little bit in that one? I don't know. Oh, Michigan would have been far better than TCU. Like, <laughs> night and day better. That was probably the worst game Michigan has played all season against TCU. Maybe even under Jim Harbaugh. Like, that they were good at. Everything that they had been doing well throughout the season just went completely out the window and TCU got a couple good breaks in that game and good for them to take advantage of Michigan playing that way but I don't think that was so much of TCU beating Michigan than Michigan really beating themselves in that game if you had put them yeah. in the, uh, the the finals against Georgia that game would have been so much closer than the one that we saw last year for sure yeah, yeah. And, you know, Michigan schedule this season again, all cupcakes to start the season. East Carolina, UNLV at home, uh, Bowling Green, Rutgers. Then you get Nebraska, who's probably not going to be very good this season, but that is a new uh, program, new look program with Matt Rule taking over. And, you know, I know that didn't work out in Carolina, but he is a hell of a college football coach. Uh, then you get Minnesota. They got their own stuff going on right now with PJ Fleck and uh, whatever the heck's going on there. You get Indiana, who's not going to be very good this season. Michigan State's going to be a mess. Michigan State made a big mistake giving Mel Tucker that extension after just yeah. one season. Now Peyton Thorne's gone. Uh, I don't think they're going to be very good. Then it's Purdue. That's going to be a rebuilding season for Purdue. It was Jeff Brom's gone. He's now the head coach at Louisville. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be maybe Penn State, maybe Ohio State, and those are the only two chances that we get for a Michigan loss this year, most likely. But it'll be interesting to see what happens 
here coming up with Jim Harbaugh on his four-game suspension for buying and buying and recruit a cheeseburger. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. When we come back, hour number two, Bet MGM tonight. We got to get to some scores around Major League Baseball. Shohei Otani, he homers earlier. Kyle Schwarber, he homers earlier. Take a look at what else is going on around the league. Bet MGM tonight.